I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know, it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Huh? Well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Some things don't need to change, okay? Some things are perfect, like the Golic acrostic, okay? It's our first one of the new year, and that includes our first poem of 2024. Yes. So, ahem, here we go. G is for all the scenarios that will play out this weekend. O is for the teams that will be on top at the end. L is for Bill getting one more shot at NYJ. I is for an Eagles team that needs a win in the worst way. C is for the moments that will make us say, wow. So let's find out what Gojo and Golik think about it all right now. <laughs> wow. Strong, well strong done. opening to 2024. Yep. yep. Thank you, about producer that. Tom Glennon. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to say, Tom Glennon Tom's taking it first for a spin. Time. Yeah, yeah Tom's first, first poetry time. Well done. there. Yep. So in, there a way, in a way, it is a new year and a new hymn on that, as he is now a poet in 2024, and, and he didn't know. aspire to wonderful things like that. <laughs> I knew he was going to say it. I knew he was going to say I it. Know. I, All right. It was right there for me. It was right. It was teed up. Okay? You I, can't expect I mean, me to just bite my tongue all the time. I, I don't expect you to bite your tongue ever. Like, this, that is one thing, Dad. I feel like New Year's resolutions after a certain age, so, you're not going to change meaningfully in a lot so, of ways at this point. But... But, Mike, you know what I'm doing? I get mocked so bad, yeah, so know. bad for, for dad jokes, okay? I mean, with, with Ben and Sydney here, we see them all the time. You know, basically, we don't really want to see them, just their kid, Alex, you know, our granddaughter. But, but we, <laughs> they have to come along with them. Um, and, and, I mean, 
Sydney and Ben, we went out to dinner one time with them, me and Chris, and they actually at home, left it at home, made up a bingo card of dadisms and were waiting for me to say them and they could put it on the bingo card. Like, you know, the empty plate and the server saying, oh, did you like that? No, I didn't like it at all. You know, the plate's empty. And whatever dadisms that I would say, I find myself now... When I'm going to say something, them staring at me, waiting to say it, and me going, uh, and then having to bite my lip. To I not saw that be play out the I other day love... when we were at breakfast with you. Yes. I saw it play out. I looked down at your empty yes. plate. The waitress came over to grab it, and you literally had to choke back, vomiting up. It was, I hated it. It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Take it back. So were they like drinking every time you, like, no, they could cross something no. off on the bingo Jesse, card? No. Okay. Jesse, no, they just mock me. They just mock me, and they just they look at one another, or the three of them, Chris and Sydney and Ben, and they just kind of smirk like, yeah, old man saying stupid stuff yet again, you know? I mean, I, I, it's, no, it, you it, know what? It's not disparaging like that. I am going to speak on behalf of the children here and say, Dad, this is just, you're so thoroughly ingrained in sports talk that your life has had some bits that have developed over time and you've got certain things that you go back to in certain spots because that's I think the cadence of a sports talk radio host your sports talk radio dad and so you've got those things that pop up where every I mean god if we want to turn this into the life one I can remember vividly every night my dad who again will not bathe unless my mom draws the bath and bathes in it first will literally be sitting there on the couch and he'll just lean his head over and look over at my mom and go hon we thinking about a bath i mean the joy on his face when my mom says that she's going to take a bath because he now knows it's bath time for everybody is palpable so you've got that mixed in there as well yeah dad you absolutely have some staples because at this point you've got a good rhythm you've got a routine and it's worked for you and we just happen to notice those things because we're your kids yeah but i get mocked for it and all i say is just wait just wait you're gonna say and you're probably already have and jake already has and sydney already has where you went you said something around somebody else and you went thought to yourself damn dad said dad would say that it's gonna happen it's gonna happen you've all been cursed with it the way you mocked me for it dad it's already happened i have i have still the alerts on my phone from when i was a homeowner every three months to change the air filter in my house yeah maybe the most dad associated trait that i can think of is your affinity for changing other people's um air filters at home i still have those alarms set so i have become you i have a penchant for sensible footwear right now that has me going further away from my sneaker obsession all the things have seeped in yes And they're all good things, right? One is for comfort. The other is you don't want airborne spores floating around your house, so you got to change your filters. Jesse, I hope you or somebody is changing those filters on a a recommended time frame. The filters of what? Oh, God. Oh, Oh, Jesse, we need to have a talk. Wait, what filters? There's lots of filters in a house. Not not a water filter, not a pool filter. The filter in your HVAC system for your air conditioning, your heater, there's filters in there. Yeah, no, no, we we change those frequently. Okay. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't change them. No, I know. I I know. (laughs) Believe me, I know we're not messing up the manicure by changing our filters. I wouldn't even know where to find them, frankly. I, I understand that. And that's fine. I just want to know they're being changed. That's all I want to know. Yeah, no, they're definitely being changed.
Okay. I, I want okay. I want Jesse to like take us on a guided tour and see how long it takes her to find where the air filter oh. is in her house. Oh my Jessie, god, it, we would Jessie, be there for me. hours. There was never a thought when we brought this up that you changed the filters. Yeah. Don't worry, well, we, that was I'm, never going to be a mistake Dad, made. Dad, you very famously had to go into the home of Rebecca Lobo and change their yes. air filter for the first time in what, like eight years? So we were over, Rebecca and her, and her husband, we did a, a, me and Chris went over there to do a podcast and hang out with them for a little bit, do a podcast at their house. And one of the things that came up was the filters. And, and they both gave that look like, what? You're supposed to change them? And I said, take me to your filter. And I went to their filter and it was God awful. So I showed them how to change it. And every now and then Rebecca will DM me and said, we just changed our filters. I actually made a video when I was there of how to change the filter and left it with them. And I love her. Her and I have been such good friends for so many years. And like I said, every now and then she'll DM me and said, we changed the filter. So we're all good. Thanks. So yeah. I'm just happy to help. My husband's really into actually like air quality. So we have these like intense air filters too, just around Good. the house, just in random Good. rooms. Yeah. So no, those, those filters do be getting changed. Yeah. That Good. The, the filter that you took out of Rebecca and her husband's house oh. looked like it had been through the depths of hell Ugh. and bad. I need to I find that. I have never seen. Yeah. I, we're going to find the picture and we'll post yeah. it with the show. Yeah. It, it It is... And that was the air they were breathing in there. God help them. I'm yep. glad that you have yep. given them the gift of clean air, which is what a great <laughs> gift that we can give anybody here. Let's give everyone listening to the show yes. the gift of the acrostic that we <laughs> promised. And the look ahead to the NFL games from this weekend. Let's start with the G. Uh, good for the game. Dad, there are only three games going into week 18 that have no playoff implications whatsoever. So we're actually blessed uh, to have this here. And you know, we haven't talked about a lot today so far is the Buffalo and Miami game that you're going to be on the call for here, dad. So the most exciting week 18 matchup, we can talk about some other ones, but you have the game that everybody is looking forward to because it's at the end of the day, we're going to have the outcomes right. determined that are going to let us know if this is a game where Buffalo's playoff hopes are still alive, or if in fact, there is a world where if certain results happen, Buffalo could be playing this game to win the division and end up as the two seed in the AFC or miss the playoffs entirely. So, Dad, you're going to be on the call for this game here. What are you looking forward to? I mean, I, I'm first off, I'm looking forward to who the inactives are going to be for Miami. I mean, they where Buffalo is is pretty damn healthy, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and most of the guys that aren't practicing for Buffalo, it's like vet rest. You know, for for Miami, guys have missed games, but also guys have missed a couple practices. Uh, Tron Armstead, a knee and ankle. Bradley Chubb is out for the year. Uh, Xavier Howard, his foot. Raheem Mostert, his knee and ankle. Uh, you, you got uh, Jalen Waddell, his ankle. Devon Achan, you know, his toe and ribs. So you got guys that I mean, two last even week. left the fourth quarter of the last yes, game with, with some shoulder. arm soreness, albeit the game was out of whack, but his shoulder was still hurt in that game. Yep, he's listed with a quad and left shoulder, but he was a full participant. Those first guys, guys I mentioned, haven't practiced yet this week. So, and and I get it too. If you're not going to practice them, save them for the game. But that, to me, the 90 minutes before that game, when I'm down on the field, and when Ryan Radke, because I'm on the field, sends me the inactives, 
that to me is going to be a big thing in this game uh, about what's going to go on. Because in all honesty, Buffalo and especially Josh Allen, the, the Josh Allen, the notes on him, he's 10 and two versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he's thrown 34 touchdowns and five interceptions. He's made AFC Offensive Player of the Week five times playing against Miami. I mean, he's thrown multiple touchdowns in, in numerous games against Miami. So they kind of are, are getting it done. Uh, Sean McDermott, I believe, is 12-2 and two against Miami. But it, all that matters is this game. And to me, this game is going to be based on first – who is going to play? Because they both can get after the quarterback. Both teams, I think, are tied for third in sacks. Um, but but the one thing Miami does is I believe they've given up the least amount of hits on their quarterback. They do a nice job of that. So that's another thing to keep an eye on, especially with Tua nicked up the way he is. But as I said, there's going to be a ton of games to cover, a ton of game to cover, and a lot of stats in this one, and a lot of game to talk about. But for me, it's who's active and who's inactive 90 minutes before the game for Miami. And I think even the fact that that's in question makes me lean Buffalo in this game. I said coming off the New England game, bad matchup for the Buffalo Bills. They had been making their living since right. the change to Joe Brady on offense on the ground. James Cook had been a star. There were games where Josh Allen didn't really even have to do much but hand it off. And they ran into a Patriots defense that's a great rush defense in the NFL. Christian Barmore has been a – every time I watch a Patriots game, it seems like Christian Barmore is wreaking hell on someone's backfield. And while Christian uh, – uh, uh, I forget – I was thinking Christian Wilkins too – but uh, Christian right. Wilkins can do that for the Miami Dolphins, yes. certainly. But what they've lost on the edge, being banged up on the perimeter, even though Stephon Diggs hasn't had quite the role lately that he's been used to, I think it all lends itself pretty well to where the Buffalo Bills had been winning. So I like them in that game. You obviously can't pick it because you're calling it, but going to be by far the most exciting one, I think, yep. of the weekend. Dad, let's get to O. Which team would benefit the most from winning their division? this weekend we've got that at stake for a few teams here and it seems like there's one pretty clear-cut answer based on what we've seen the last month of the year for me it's the Cowboys you know to be yeah. able to win that division and have that home game even though we talked about if you're the five seed you may be playing you would be on the road but you'd be playing Tampa Bay or New Orleans which might be you know a better matchup than being you know that, yeah. that that two seed uh two or three seed so but the Cowboys are undefeated at home and they're three and five on the road so to me you know that there there's you got a sample size there for sure so I think it's really really important for them to try and get that home game and win and and that's you know, could do it for him. A win or a Philly loss would do it for him. So I think for them, because of how good they play at home, to get, you know, at least that first game at home. Yeah, and obviously going on the road, division game against the Washington Commanders, a team that you wonder if they're getting ready to clean house after this season, what the right, future of right. that organization is going to look like. It's been pretty abysmal there this year as they've sold off parts. So it's a good opportunity for Dallas to do that. And you're right. It's While I'm not the biggest fan of home road splits, I do think it's hard right, to right. ignore what's going on for the Dallas Cowboys. They need every advantage they're going to get because we've seen in critical moments they've spit the bit. They've got no goodwill from the public in terms of what they think that they're going to be able to do going into this postseason. Jesse, let's get to L. We are in a very interesting and uncomfortable weekend going into what could be the final home game for Bill Bell or final game for Bill Belichick as a New England Patriot. Yeah, so much speculation, so many question marks surrounding Bill's tenure in New England. So he held perhaps his final weekly media availability uh, as Patriots head coach earlier this week. And it went just about the way that you would expect. 
The fact that this is it, the final week of the season, what's your message been to the, the team just to keep them locked in with no playoff implications going into this week? Same as every week. This week's about the Jets. Last week was about Buffalo. Week before that was about Denver. Yeah, just like, okay. He's giving, it's giving nothing, as the kids say. So, losing is winning in this one, guys. Obviously, losing would give the Patriots a better pick, but there's no way, right, that Bill Belichick is going to go out and try to lose to the Jets? Oh, no. It's, I mean, and, and no. no team ever tries to do that. No coaches and players ever try no. and do that, even nope. if the organization and fan bases would like it. I just keep thinking about how people were so ticked off about Tom Brady's first retirement, not mentioning the Patriots enough. This dismount is going to be even more cold and sterile with Bill Belichick. If this is indeed the last game in New England, and Dad, we've seen so much smoke, it's, impo- yeah. it's hard for me to think that there is not fire raging inside that building and that this will be the departure. That being said, if there is one thing Bill Belichick does really well it is beat the Jets and going out on beat and beating the Jets there is no dad in your in the parlance of your terms there is no way on God's green earth Bill Belichick is ending his time with the New England Patriots losing to the bleeping Jets completely agree right now uh they have the third pick in the draft it can go up to number two uh if they were to lose that could go as low as I think five if they win Bill doesn't give a damn it does not care at all. What what are the Jets have lost? What fifteen straight uh, 15 to, to New straight. England? Yeah, it's amazing. Only three players on the New England team have started every game. I mean, it's it's been brutal there. Bill will be trying to win this game like he tries to win every game, without question. Yeah, and the Jets at this point have been such a tire fire for so much of the season, especially towards the end with all the turnover at quarterback. Zach Wilson going to be out for this game, so likely his last game in a Jets uniform as well going into this weekend here. I do feel terrible. Garrett Wilson has started his career off in like DeAndre Hopkins territory. He is now the uh, was the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. He is now the first wide receiver in Jets history to have a thousand or more yards in each of his first two seasons and has done so catching passes from seven different quarterbacks in the first two years so god really uh he is god's strongest soldier for this week and probably this year receiving his toughest battle funny thing on the other side dad we talk so much about that don shula wins record that bill belichick likes if the patriots were to lose this weekend it would be bill belichick's 178th career loss including playoffs which would tie tom landry for the most ever so he has been around long enough and been doing it long enough to have every record every which way on this apparently it's the nolan ryan of of football you know of of so many wins and so many losses but yeah when you're doing it long enough that's going to happen all right let's get to the eye here jesse as uh in need of a win in a big time way and it seems like as the eagle season has gone downhill the media is really trained in on one guy and aj brown's kind of sick of it Yeah, after Philly's loss to the Cardinals last week, A.J. Brown declined to speak to the media, but then earlier this week he explained his decision to ghost everyone. The reason why I didn't uh, speak to the media after the game because, uh, you know, I didn't want to be negative, you know. You know, I I, I had already transitioned to the mindset where uh, we were going through a tough time. And so me personally, the person I am, uh, who just know – I just have to go back to work. I said I was raised. If I had nothing nice to say, I'm not going to say nothing at all. So I'm not just about to continue to compound the negative with the negative. I apologize to my teammates today. 
you know, because uh, they shouldn't have to have to answer questions on my behalf. You know, I'm a man. I can speak for myself. I know who I am, and I know that's that's not, you know, you can portray me however you want to portray me, but, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, like, I know who I am. And so uh, so I try to be careful what I say because you guys still going to write write it up however you want to write it up. I was a journalism major. Like, I, that's, what you, that's what your job, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, I'm not upset at none of y'all. I, mean, I love how he flipped it around at the end. So much respect, though, for, for that answer because he is spitting nothing but facts. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's incredible. Dad, I know you appreciate the fact that he did apologize yes. for making his teammates yes. answer for him. I know that's one of the things that you always talk about is not making trouble for your teammates. But I, for one, am thrilled that we've got peak wide receiver playing out in the media again. Yeah, yeah, and let's see what kind of game he has this time around. As they play the Giants, they beat the Giants a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but I, I do love that if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all, which which I love. But the other side of that is that other people have to answer the questions for you. Uh, I know we want to get to see, but I, I just think for them getting a win and getting back in the win column, you know, last win, like I said, was against the Giants, a bad team anyway. They just need to get that good taste in their mouth again. They do, but like you said, the seeding uh, disparity there, mm -hmm. win, and they are the two seed, and that because uh, a lot more difficulty in the opponent. You could face the Packers at this point, whereas if they lose and they are in the back end of the playoffs, they play the winner of the NFC South, and I think anybody would sign up for that any day. So silver lining if it doesn't go well, Eagles fans. The last one, uh, Dad, crazy finish, see the outcome yep. that would blow our minds most this weekend. I just said the Vikings because for the Vikings to make the playoffs, they technically need the most things to happen. They have to beat the Lions and then have the season. Seahawks lose and then either the Saints or the Bucks lose and so watching those dominoes fall would be funny I'm gonna go the way of the Houston Texans a rookie head coach a rookie quarterback if they win their game against Indy and Jacksonville loses to Tennessee which certainly can happen Houston not only is in the playoff Houston wins the division which would be an incredible start for that young organization I will say it would be fun to watch the Good Vibes Texans complete the mission this season. They have been a joy. They've been a great surprise this year, and to see them get that stamp would be pretty awesome. I want to talk about Jägermeister. Dad, what do you know about Jägermeister? I mean, well, really, all I know is it's got a really awesome stag logo. What, what else do I need to know about Jägermeister? Well, uh, you should know that you've been drinking it all wrong this entire time. Damn, that's cold. There's a right and wrong way to drink it? Yes, there is, Dad. You should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit, to be exact. Uh, well, you know what? That explains a lot. I've just been pulling it straight off the shelf. Oh, Dad, I'm so glad I got to you in time. No, that is entirely wrong. The only way to serve Jägermeister is ice cold. So wherever you're at, if you're hanging out with friends or you're at the bar or you're helping your dear sweet father try and get right, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister U.S., White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. So the Chiefs are not just 
Taylor Swift's boyfriend's team. I want to make that clear to everybody listening, okay? They are number one in the AFC West, despite some uncharacteristic struggles this season. But a guy having a really good year, Chiefs wide receiver Rasheed Rice, who leads the team with seven receiving touchdowns, he had a chance to catch up with Gojo and Golik. All right, heading into the final week of the regular season and excited to check in with Kansas City Chiefs rookie wide receiving sensation Rasheed Rice. Kind enough to join us. Coming off a big game for you, uh, Rasheed. I've seen a bunch of places now. Everybody talking about big moment, your longest reception of the season. I believe the Chiefs' longest reception of the season where you saw broken coverage and kind of completely changed the route you were supposed to run in that situation for the big score. I'm wondering, like, week four of this season, is that something you would have even thought about or been comfortable doing at that point and at that juncture of your season? Um, yeah, I would have been comfortable doing it. Uh, probably wouldn't have, you know, been able to get as open as I did because I was just still kind of learning defense and trying to be able to re react to the defense a lot faster, you know, that I've been doing now. I'm always interested, and, and I'm sure – fans are as well take him down on the field when Mahomes breaks the pocket which he often does and creates those spectacular situations in everybody may think it's like a playground everybody's kind of do your thing what what's your role when Patrick Mahomes breaks out of the pocket um truly speaking uh a lot of times when I'm when it's kind of scramble drill with Pat uh it's either, you know, I'm, I'm on his side and I'm trying to, you know, stay, you know, kind of quarterback friendly and close enough to where he can make the throw or I can turn around and block for him. But if I'm, you know, deeper downfield, uh, I'll just kind of look around, find space. And if, if it's man, you know, or whatever coverage it's in, just try to find space to where you can make a, a catch uh, versus 1v1 versus the DB. I guess we kind of say all of this to underscore you walked into one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL, one of the most well-known considering what they've accomplished, who the quarterback is for you this season. Now, as you start to look back on it, you guys still have plenty ahead of you with the playoffs and everything else, but what have you seen for yourself as the biggest, the biggest growing you had to do from getting here at the beginning of the year and now getting ready to help this team with the playoff push? I feel like, uh, you know, the biggest part, you know, I had to improve uh, was obviously uh, being able to understand the defense, but being able to react and being able to play full speed, but also being under control and not letting, you know, too much of the outside get to me uh, as far as, you know, playing on the field and just being distracted, you know, like not focusing as much on the plays did you have like a welcome to the nfl moment is there something that sticks out now as you remember a time where it was either a defender or something that happened in practice where you realize all right this is different um yeah i mean the first day of training camp uh was the most one i've ever done and i threw up <laughs> <laughs> threw up that practice <laughs> Yeah, I can't was there that, you were the was only there that one oh either. damn okay th th this is a little different than what i'm used to huh man a whole lot different touchdown either way slant and then you take it 60 more yards on your own or deep ball go route where you catch it touchdown either way which would you rather do uh i'd rather catch a slant and take it to the crib looks I like cool to have huh? the ball in my hands. <laughs>
that's all are you at are you at a point now we hear so much about you know over the years this offense being interactive where guys are going to Andy Reid with ideas that they have or you know we see it in the fun play designs down in the red zone and stuff like that have you gotten to the point now where you'll go to Pat or you'll go to Andy or you'll talk to you know the offensive staff here about things that you're seeing and things you think could help um I haven't gotten to that point to you know try to change anything in the game plan but as far as you know, things I'm seeing, I always communicate that when I, uh, when I when I come to the sideline and what I see on the field. I'm wondering, you know, coming from college, obviously it's a 12 game, sometimes 13 game schedule, depending on conference and championships and and, and that such. So you're getting ready to play, you know, a, a 17th game. It's certainly longer than college. Did was there any kind of a rookie wall that you hit or or a, a point you got past because it's a longer season? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say uh, I had a rookie wall. Um, it does get a lot more tough, you know, being like it's been a like you said a longer season for me, and it's my first time being able to, uh, you know, go through this for myself besides just hearing about it. So it kind of coach understands that, and you know, they help us out as much as we can, and uh, they they take care of our bodies as as long as we stay in the playbook and work on our on ourselves mentally. We've talked a lot about your quarterback. I'm curious. There was the big story made, obviously, of you guys getting the chance to throw before the draft. I'm wondering with what you knew coming in and then what you see now, working with him on a day-to-day basis, you know, we all think of Pat as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL and trending towards one of the greatest of all time. Was there anything in person that even stuck out to you more that separates him from other quarterbacks you've seen or been around? Um, I mean... Besides the point, uh, the fact that I mean, he's going to lead regardless, and uh, he's probably the most competitive person on this team, regardless of what he's doing. <laughs> so wait, what's so, sm- I see the smirk popping yeah, up there. Yeah. What are you thinking of in terms of Pat as the competitor that's popping up in your head right now? Pat, he got. He tells me so many stories. He thinks he can be the the punt returner. He go line up at receiver. He line up on kickoff. Pat is he lined up anywhere. He think he's a superstar for real. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you have anything in the locker room? Now I played a long, long time ago, and we had a ping pong table in there where everybody thought they were the greatest ping pong player of all time. Do you guys have anything off the field or in the locker room that you guys compete with, compete with? Uh, no, we don't have anything in the locker room we compete with. But on the field, he's real competitive. All right, so everything is on the table when it comes to Pat on the field. That's good Good to know, and not the least bit right. surprising. Everyone's seen that passion kind of bubble up this season, so it's nice to know. Has he ever tried to come out and check you, like line up across from you at corner and say that he can lock you down? Yes, yes. And- ah, <laughs> really? <laughs> I know. Yes. Pat and how did that go for him? Everywhere. <laughs> how did it go? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to do it to him. I didn't want to do it to him like that. I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know that that's nice of you not to want to embarrass the man. You know yeah. that, that's a that's you a smart move. On you certainly don't want to let him win, but you don't want to embarrass him. <laughs> right. Good move on your part. <laughs> you say rookie already behaving like a vet, understanding that he eventually wants that guy to throw him the football. Um, 
Rashid, I guess just in general, looking back uh, on your first year right now as you get ready for the home stretch here with that in mind, you've had, you know, the Taylor Swift phenomenon going on around your team. Is that something that you like the rest of you guys notice there? I'm sure for, you know, Travis and Pat, it's kind of different because it's personal with them. Do you guys like feel that effect? Has she been around? Have you seen her? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been real cool, you know, to have her, you know, part of the team. That, that's real cool for us. Um uh, I've seen her, uh, you know, a couple times, and I just feel like, you know, us as a team, we, it, you know, we we all know it's cool, and we're all happy for Trav, but we're just kind of keeping the main thing the main thing, and really just trying to go ahead and get to the Super Bowl. Have you had to pick a, ta- a favorite Taylor Swift song because people ask you so much during the season? <laughs> nah, I've not had to do that. <laughs> All right, there we go. Well, you know what? Just when in doubt, go love story. It's always going to work out pretty well for you as a guy who's been around it a bunch. So if some social media person from the Chiefs decides to make you guys do your favorite Taylor Swift song thing, you just hit him with love story and you keep it moving. You're going to be good to go. That's your favorite song? That's one of them, man. I mean, it's a classic, Uh, right? I just wonder if he was a Swiftie or not. Oh, he's oh, a yeah. Swifty. No, he's he's been to a few of the concerts. Yes, he he knows all the songs and everything. So I I, I would take his advice. Just just say that title and and everybody will say right. okay, cool, and they'll move no, on. You know what? I'll do you one better since we're being honest with each other, Rashid. Yeah. Right now, if you really want to impress people when they ask about this, you say you know what? She's got a great catalog. I love so much what she's done. But I think Death by a Thousand Cuts really underrated. Probably one of her best songs. And for a guy that likes to take slants to the house, Death by a Thousand right. Cuts also kind of fits uh, in there. So okay. if you tell them that, <laughs> there one, you go. There Rasheed, you go. The Swifties are gonna love you. I promise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, now that we got all the important stuff out of the way, Rasheed, we can thank you for your time. We appreciate you stopping by, man. Good luck this week. Good luck in the playoffs. We're rooting for you, man, and we're looking forward to watching you more. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Let's kick this segment off with a little game of Cash It or Trash It presented by DraftKings Fantasy Sports. So check out what DraftKings has to offer this season with code Gojo because life's more fun when you're in on the action. DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. So guys, 
in cash it or trash it. We present you with a bet, okay? You let us know if you want to cash it or trash it. Pretty self-explanatory. Today, we're going to look ahead at a total bet for NBA tonight, and then we'll revisit it on Monday to see how it went. So tonight's Pacers-Hawks matchup features one of the largest game totals of all time. It got all the way up to 264 and a half which was the highest total in DraftKings history. It has since gone down to 262, but that's still the highest ever. So, fellas, what I want to know is, are you going to cash it or are you going to trash it? Oh, I love this. I, I, I love this. I, I, Mike, I'm going to cash it. I am going to cash it, and I'm going to tell you why. They've played once this season. Did you see what happened when they played one time this season? They played November 21st. And the Pacers won the game to get into the, you know, to keep going into the next round of the in-season tournament. That game was 157 to 152. It was the highest scoring game in the NBA. It was 309 points. They can go about 45 points less in this game and still hit that over. I mean, they were chucking them and hitting them in that game. So, I'm cashing it. I'm, I'm saying, boom, hit that over. They already have the highest scoring game in the NBA, and so why, why not continue that? They, there was only two games last night. Neither one played last night, so there's no back-to-back to worry about. So let the, let the ball fly, baby. Yeah, scoring, I think, has been like the last month going pretty crazy in the NBA, too. So this follows the trend. I'm a big fan of life's too short to bet the over, unless you're talking about Iowa football. Everywhere else... <laughs> Life's too short to bet the under. So everywhere else, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land above the stars. I'm with you on that one. This seems like a game prime for that. I have not watched a single Atlanta Hawks game this year, but I do like the Pacers an awful lot. So I'll rock with the points on that one with you, especially based on what we saw earlier this year. So again, that is cash it or trash it. Use the promo code Gojo. It's a good thing for Mm -hmm. you. It's a good thing for us. We all win and we all like to be winners as we established yesterday, unless it's the zombie apocalypse and then Jesse wants to be an immediate loser in that one. Quitter. Self-inflicted. Quitter. I think you'll Quitter. all, you know Ejected. what? Quitter. It's okay. Go to Twitter, <laughs> sweet summer child. Go, um, look look off into the set, the sunset. Look Boom. at the flowers. Bam! It's the meme with the moon. It always was. Yeah, you'll it be all, fine. It's like the <laughs> end of a... This m- was the end? Yeah. It always one of, one of the few been. books I read of Mice and Men, how that one ends. Just, it's just One of the few man. books I've read. <laughs> outside of Look, every, every, every book that has a wooden ship on the cover, my dad has read. My dad, all he did well, when I was growing up was read Clive Cussler books. Clive Cussler. old wooden yeah. ships on the cover. It was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. And by the way, your ins and outs, you had Netflix docs in there, and I'm glad you had sports documentaries in there because Netflix is definitely in. I mean, man, oh, man. I, I can't get enough of, of all the series and uh, stuff on there. So Net- that's Netflix is all the way in right now. I am watching Blue Eye yeah. Samurai on there, French anime. Ho, ho, ho. Wee, wee, indeed. I am all the way in. Wow. Okay. No idea. I'm good I've not die. seen that one. French so don't anime? Know. Okay. I am going to die so terribly alone. Uh, Speaking of tickets, do we want to cash or trash? Mm -hmm. Um, Dan, I thought it was interesting at this juncture, and we just talked to Rasheed Rice, who is obviously awesome and has been for the Kansas City Chiefs. They got a much-needed win last week, but that has been a team that has looked far different from what we expected coming off yet another Super Bowl win this last year. That being said, I was on at uh, 105.3 in Dallas the other day and got asked about 
other teams in the AFC that you still outside of the Baltimore Ravens worry about in the postseason. And I'm not at the point, Dad, where I think I'm able to quit them. Like, if we were to look at the Super Bowl attendees from last year in the Chiefs and the Eagles, I don't think it's any question I would bet the Chiefs to go further in the postseason than yep. I would the Eagles at this point, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would as well. Obviously, you have to look at the conference. Who are you going to play? If Kansas City's probably going to finish third, right, in the conference, which means their first matchup is against a sixth seed, which as of this point could be Miami, could be Houston, could be Buffalo, could be Pitt, could be Indiana. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Indianapolis, I'm sorry, we, we don't know uh, at this point. And we actually said if the Eagles finished fifth, it would might be a better draw for them going on the road, not having the home game, but playing Tampa Bay or New Orleans. But I do think overall – I trust more the way – neither one is playing like the teams that were in the Super Bowl last year. But I still – I think I would trust Kansas City more to be able to do it. You look at that, the conferences, and Baltimore's clearly entrenched. San Francisco is clearly entrenched. Uh, but to get to that point, if in fact that's where you get for the, the championship game or to meet in the playoffs, I still do trust Kansas City more and Patrick Mahomes more than, than what Philadelphia is doing right now. They're, they're a bit broken on defense, and that, that, that's, yeah. that's tough going into the playoffs. A bit broken on defense. Offensively, we know part of it was due to injury when Dallas Goddard was out. Yeah. The tight end position changed. Yep. That offense changed markedly. But we've also seen, like we, we played the A.J. Brown sound before about a guy that was so frustrated right. he didn't talk to the media after the game. After he went on that tear where it was, what, five, six straight games with over 125 right. yards? It's really cooled off a lot for him since then. And just even though they've been better than the defense, obviously, the yeah. offense has not been nearly as big a juggernaut as it was the prior season and i just i guess at the end of the day and this is part of my like lizard brain i just default to well the kansas city defense while it wasn't as good at the start of the season still right. a pretty potent unit still has yep. most of their pieces available there and then patrick mahomes on offense especially if you think matchup specifically like they've got to be praying that the Buffalo Bills win the AFC East if you caught them in an honest moment because if you just look at the way the Miami Dolphins would slot right now in that potential first round matchup dad where have the Chiefs been the weakest on offense during the stretch of the season it's been an offensive tackle you've got a, you know a young right. player having to slot in because of injury at left tackle Juwan Taylor hasn't worked out the way you'd hoped at right tackle and you look at a Miami Dolphins team that now has lost all of their bite for the most part on the edge I know Van Ginkle still lives there but your two best right, pass right. rushers on that team are now lost for the season to knee injuries and all the injuries that you mentioned heading into this game against Buffalo I'd imagine for Kansas City even as potent as the Miami offense has been if you're looking for the team that you'd rather face it is much more in my mind the Miami Dolphins than the Buffalo Bills I, I agree losing those edge rushers hurt but I tell you what Talk about a team, Mike, that can bring it in again. I look forward to this game. Between Christian Wilkins and Zach Sealer, the two D tackles, yeah. Sealer has nine and a half sacks and Wilkins has eight sacks. I mean, those are the interior guys. The amount of pressure they could put on a quarterback uh, is pretty impressive. But I'm with you. I mean, we, we talked about this earlier. Miami is just getting decimated with injury. So we'll see who plays and doesn't play. But as far as matchup, yeah, I, I, I'm with you that Kansas City would rather have that. It'll be a home game. We'll see, you know, and then depending on the wins and stuff in the first round. But it looks like obviously Kansas City eventually would have to be on the road for the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career. But, but yes, I, I definitely trust them more right now than Philadelphia. And the difference would be the defensive side of the ball. 
it is a, an interesting postseason that we're getting ready to embark on right now because in the AFC side, you've obviously got the volatility around the Buffalo Bills that look like one of the best teams in football and might not even be there. And on the NFC side, you get to the two-seed Dallas Cowboys that seem like they're pretty close to locked into that, barring some upset. And we've got the division still technically up for grabs going into this weekend, but dead outside of san francisco there's not another team that you really trust dallas has spit the bid at every turn they got a controversial win over the lions you really got two ultimate wildcard teams the afc with the cleveland browns and the nfc with the los angeles rams that feel like they could go in and absolutely beat any of the teams that we've talked about in contention outside of the one seeds and we see wild cards make the run in the playoffs and win a super bowl so it's not outlandish again it's how healthy are you getting right now and going back to the game Sunday night, Buffalo is getting pretty healthy. You know, you look at their injury list compared to Miami, they're pretty healthy. So you go through attrition during the year, but when do you start to get healthy? Is at the end of the year, and are you peaking at the right time? So we'll see. One more week, and we finally get it all squared away. We are so, so very close. Enjoy it, drink it in, because as soon as we know it, look up, it'll be gone. Coming up next, we will get to the headline that I am most proud of in my burgeoning journalism career next. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Let's finish off the show the way we always do with this, that, and the third. Three quick stories to send you off on into your weekend here. Week 18 in the NFL. Look at God. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating and check us out live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on the DraftKings Network, DraftKingsNetwork.com, Samsung TV Plus, Roku, and more. And if you miss any of it live or our great guest, Rasheed Rice, uh, Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, kind enough to join us in the show today. Make sure you get that wherever you get your podcast or right here on YouTube as soon as we are done with the show. Uh, guys, let's get to this. Now, Oh boy! I was very yeah. fortunate. Pablo Torre has a great podcast. Pablo Torre finds yeah. out. Uh, he and I collaborated on an episode where I got to interview Hall of Famer Joe Thomas, former NFL great center Nick Hardwick, about their weight loss journey and the O-line weight loss phenomenon in general as people get ready for that new year, new me thing. And obviously, I've lost a bunch of weight post-playing. Dad, you've lost a bunch of weight post-playing. It was an awesome project. It was great to talk to those guys. And it was an incredibly worthwhile dialogue about, you know, complex ideas like identity and how we view ourselves, the things and tenants of the offensive line position that make us predisposed to be able to go out here and lose weight like this and do all of this it was a really good opportunity to dive deep into that even as i see you scoffing right now dad yeah it was it was listen it was to to talk to those guys old linemen the way they drop weight now i mean because i think that's a position where they have to try and i know what you went through try so hard to gain weight that initially when they stop it just starts to come off and then they're able to work the rest of it off. So a wonderful conversation about the old line, as you said, the intricacies of it and the mentality of it and afterward to lose the weight. And then in one line, in one line, what you said, I don't know if I should just be like, oh my God, or unbelievably proud of you for having that one line. And for the, the career that I've had and the dumb stuff that I've done and the dumb stuff that you've done in your career from dipping Oreos and the mayonnaise and the other, I guess at the end of the day, I should be very proud of the one line that stuck out that everybody is holding on to. 
Yeah, I, I found out about this yesterday. I got a tweet from Bruce Feldman, who obviously does a great job, you know, covering college football over at The Athletic, who tweeted at me, and all I saw was this. It was it was such a smart conversation, and this is what becomes their headline for the yep. aggregation. Ouch. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And then I looked at the tweet above from Sports Illustrated that had aggregated this and said, Mike Golick Jr. says, diet as offensive lineman produced, quote, the worst smelling farts on planet Earth. And... Honestly, they did not misquote me. They did not take it out of context. That is all real. I mean, we we went ahead and made it happen, and we did, in fact, talk about the, uh, as Joe Thomas called it, milk fat. We just called it heavy whipping cream when we would use it in the shakes. It's sort of a calorie hack there, really dense, fatty milk in there. But it did produce an apartment that smelled largely like sulfur and made my buddy's girlfriends all want to dump them. I, <laughs> dump. I, I, I don't even know where to go. I mean... I, I don't even know where to go because it's true. It's High unbelievably diets, true of, of this, of what you eat and what you have to eat, especially so much protein and what that does. Jesse, I could just see on your face if, if you walking into said house that Mike just said and just smelling that and then not wanting to just turn around and leave. Yeah, I also like how Mike said, made my buddy's girlfriends. Make it a point, Mike, to make sure everyone knows you didn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> nope. nope. Uh, that was uh, been a very consistent force throughout the uh, longevity here. I can't imagine why, after a headline like this, why it wasn't appealing to some lucky you lady. Have dating I apps. Said, it's... You, you have the dating apps, right? You've got to screenshot that and put it yeah. as one of your photos. Oh. Well, That's a really I mean, good call. What, mm -hmm. what, what, what woman isn't swiping right or whatever way you're supposed to swipe and saying, yeah, got to have that. Gotta have that in my life right yeah. now. Lean in. Yeah. It takes a special lady out there to love a larger man. Shout out to all of the wives and significant others of offensive linemen everywhere. Uh, guys, let's get to that. Um, this is a really interesting twist on the dog ate my homework excuse here. A Pittsburgh couple had a dog named Cecil who decided to chow down on dozens of 50 and $100 bills. Clayton Law had put an envelope with a wad of cash on his kitchen counter in early December. He and his wife, Carrie, decided they needed to pay cash for a project at their home in Pittsburgh's Point Breeze neighborhood. And 30 minutes later, the seven-year-old golden doodle was caught eating a lot of the money. <laughs> they said their dog is laid back, weird, funny, and very human-like and ended up eating about $2,000 worth of cash in this. So, Dad, you uh, are the proud owner of a lot of flat-faced, wonderful dogs. Yep. You've got one particularly mischievous lad named Ted who likes to eat remotes. How would you have reacted if you found out your dog had eaten about two grand? Well, I, I wouldn't have put a wad of cash where a dog could reach it. I'll tell you that much right now. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure of that thought process. Well, this uh, they is were a 100-pound dog, so it sounds like the dog just reached up onto the counter and took it. Ha has the ability to get places you wouldn't think. And from what yeah. I understand, they were able. the dog swallowed at least $2,000, but they were able to get some of it back, wash some of the money, truly laundering their money. Uh, and I think they got it all back but $500. But let, my, when we leave this house, I have three dogs, two pugs, Hank, who's 13, and Harry, who's seven. And then our, our English bulldog, Ted, who's 50 pounds, three years old, going to be three years old, and is just a piece of work. He's a downhill linebacker all the way. 
and we have to we have to put stuff up when we leave. We've come home and books sitting on the table have been chewed, uh, chewed to pieces. The worst thing that he gets if we forget to put it away is the TV remote. And listen, Mike, you know me. If I don't have my TV, I I get very ornery. And there'll be times that we leave the TV on for him. It wasn't just a few days ago we came home and the TV was off. And me and your mother just looked at one another and went, "Uh uh-oh. We went and looked around. We forgot to put the the remote away. We looked on the couch, and there it was with the top half basically chewed off of it. And he knows. That's the amazing thing is you walk in the house. The two pugs run up and greet you. Normally, uh, Ted comes up and greets us. His butt is wiggling all over the place. But you know, you come in, here come the pugs, and you look down the hallway, and there's Ted with his head crouched down low. We're like, "Uh uh-oh. He chewed something. It's like he knows he's doing bad, but he just can't help it. So, yes, every dog owner has gone through something like this. But, man, I blame the parents of the dog there. Leaving a wad of cash out in reach of a dog is not a good, smart thing to do. Yeah, also a little sketchy. You're paying cash for a project. Whatever. Well, I've done that before. I, I, can't, I can't complain about that. Yeah. I am amazed they got all but $500 back yeah. from this. It's like, man, listen, like if I'm the bank, I'm like, that's the cost of doing business, baby. Your dog gets hungry yeah. around the green stuff. That's on you. That is not on yeah. me. Apparently, they'll Agreed. just replace it. If you bring it if you bring it in enough of it and it's clean, they'll they'll replace the bills, which, um, you know, money is a human construct because that's just throwing bills that you've got dog saliva and dog stomach acid all over it. Here, can, can I get a new 50 over here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actual human poop. So that's. Uh, kudos to that family and that dog. I hope it's Tummy's recovering because it's not the dog's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, much right. like me in front of an ice cream right. buffet, they have no impulse control and they cannot help themselves. Guys, let's get to the third here. The beacon went out and DraftKings, I might be moving to Boston, so get ready. Yep. Daddy's coming home. Uh, Stephanie Burt, who is a professor of English at Harvard and teaches the course on Taylor Swift at Harvard, tweeted out yesterday that the course at Harvard had become so popular that they need additional teaching assistance. So if you live in the Boston Providence Metro, love Tay and have qualifications or experience to teach a writing intensive college course the dms are open i feel like i gotta shoot my shot on this while i don't know if i can still write at any meaningful level i can talk decently enough i love taylor and can be in the boston metro area if it is beneficial in this way so this feels like my calling it's time mike mike this is you 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 are an academic all-american you're ap classes all your life you're a 4-0 guy you're smart you could write well you speak well Boston, how great would that be? DK's there, but even more importantly, your brother and your sister-in-law and your nephew, right? This is for you. We have got to get you an interview. You fill all the requirements for this. It would be fantastic. You can do this. This is your shot. Yes. It's an academic love story. Baby, just say yes. It is time to come on home. We hope you just keep saying yes to this show. If you do, download, subscribe, rate, review us. Leave us a five-star rating. Check us out live if you can from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. But if not, get us everywhere else. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.